I'm Christina Torres, and I'm on a mission to help baby big deal brands embrace their big deal energy, aka the vibes, verbal strategy, and customer experience that makes them unlike anyone else in the market. So many of my clients have that thing, that thing that draws people to them, but it feels kind of elusive and pretty hard to nail down. Add to that, they're wildly creative, crazy busy, and have a hard time fitting into traditional strategic marketing boxes. That's a recipe, my friends, for a whole mess of wildly talented people burning bright and then burning out. That's where I and this podcast comes in, helping brands like yours move out of the fake it till you make it and into the be it while you make it with a blend of systems, gorgeous customer experience, and bold, easy to design messaging advice from me and the occasional biz bestie. So best regards to burnout and half-baked messaging and say hello to big deal energy vibes, bank accounts, and boundaries. Let's go. And we're back. <laughs> I love how I start each podcast episode like I'm a radio host. I think low-key, I would have loved that. What? If I was a Hot 97 radio host, especially in the morning, I would be on fire. If none of you know what Hot 97 is. Listen to any Diddy song. <laughs> Listen to any Bad Boy song in the 90s and on my, what is it? On Hot 97 every day, that's my word. It's a radio station here in New York and I really wish I was on it. <laughs> because <laughs> I have such a beautiful voice. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about my dreams and my aspirations. We're here to talk some sense into you. <laughs> we're here to talk about why you waiting for your systems to be perfect before you hire anyone in your business, let alone a copywriter. There is some misconception. And yes, do I think you need some process. I think you need boundaries and I think you need to plan a little better more than you ever need like an official SOP for something you have no clue how to do. <laughs> and if you've been writing your own copy, maybe you have a system that works for you and a way for you to get the information that you need to get to be giving. However, it's going to be very different. So I wanted to come on here and maybe tell you bare minimum what you should have in place for your copywriter to do their job, right? Maybe what you should know at least enough about so you don't sound like a complete like crackadoo when <laughs> giving feedback or like what we're looking for in terms of feedback. And then, you know, just assure you that we know what we're doing. And that whether you have an in-person content team or you don't, or you have all these people who are all over the globe, like trying to get you snatched and ready to do your job, then don't worry. Most of us, <laughs> at least me anyway, are professionals and we know what we are doing and we know what we need when and we know how much time we need to do it. So. Where does this kind of like, I need to have all the systems ready in order to do what I got to do? I think part of it or some of it comes from conditioning. And if you are a business owner of color, if you are a business owner who identifies as a woman or female 
or you're from like any protected class or oppressed class is what that really means. I love how they call it protected. Like who y'all protected? You're not doing it well. So anywho, we're kind of conditioned to do things on our own. We're conditioned to think that no one's going to help us. We're conditioned to think that nobody knows the troubles we've seen especially when it comes to business and that like our way is the highway and it's been working but it obviously hasn't so or maybe it has and now you want to pass that baton so if you do have a copywriting content whatever whatever process i want to assure you that a if you have one you can fit a copywriter into it and we will integrate we freelance We work with other people and other clients from PETAs to perfect, and we're pretty well versed in making things work, okay? We are people pleasers by nature. No, I'm playing. We know what we need to do. Now, if you don't have any content or copywriting systems, don't worry about it. Don't be as crazy about it as you may think you need to be. Because we have been like brainwashed into thinking we need an SOP for the SOP for the SOP for the SOP. If you don't know what SOP is, it's a standard operating procedure. And it's typically a very long document about who's doing what, when, where, why, and with what tool, at what time, for as long as it needs to be done, and what we anticipate, how long it's taking. And there's videos, and there's looms, and there's... uh. What I need to know, honestly, is... The deadline, the materials, some of the offer thingamajiggers, right? Some of the offer particulars, what the audience is, what the call to action may be, right? And if there's any other creatives that I need to be collaborating or have it done for, right? So I need the final delivery date, the publishing date, and the date in which I need to hand it off to someone to do something. That is literally all I need as a copywriter, right? It's what we call the brief. And most copywriters, at least if you're in this game as long as I am, you have a brief. You have a way of extracting the data you need from the moment you sign someone. So when I sign someone, I generally ask them for a lot of the things. Like, can you add me to all the creative folders? This is, you know, some of the meeting processes we have. You can ask people, honestly, when you're hiring them, like, do you need to have 72 meetings in order to figure out what the fuck to do? And if that's a yes and that's a no for you, then you can say no. <laughs> that is not my vibe. I would like to at least meet with someone monthly to go over a plan, especially if you do plan monthly. But I also know that sometimes things just come up. Opportunities come up. And I guess this is more like inside my retainer. Um, this is not the same for our project-based. Like, don't come at me with nothing due in a week on a project that I've already told you this is going to take four weeks and we're working on it because that's called scope creep. And I will let you know. And if I feel like it can be done, I'd say yes. And I would charge this for that, right? I am pretty confident in letting that happen. I will just say, don't do that. Do your best to be organized and know when you need things when. And know when something is not a part of a package or whatever, right? That's really on me, honestly, as the contractor and service provider to get my life together, right? That is on me to have boundaries and policies and brief capturing processes 
that is on me. What is on you is to be very clear (laughs) about your offer, your offer promise, who the audience is, who the ideal client is, right? And by when you actually need things (laughs) and give yourself a little buffer, right? Because as much as I plan and I have systems for and I'm always updating my customer experience and my systems, right? Always doing that. There is some room that things need to be a little bit more customizable or more boundaries need to be drawn up, right? And knowing your needs ahead of time. So if you're like, you know what? I really just need a copywriter a project by project basis. Fantastic. Great. Right. I think that's a perfect place to start because you can kind of gauge the experience a little bit more. I would say jumping straight into a retainer, although in theory sounds fantastic because you're just getting shit off your plate. There's a lot of ramp up. Right. That's when integrating people into your team, integrating people into your processes, integrating people into your communication style may take some time. But I want you to trust that if you don't have any of that process, that if you're hiring a copywriter on retainer, that they have that process for you and are willing, dare I say it, willing to create a process for you. And at least I'm not going to gatekeep this process. What I would say, if you can, if it at all possible, is that you add us as much as possible to your process. And once you've worked with someone that you really like their process, that you kind of integrate that and see if they can find a way for them to recreate that process within your own like project area, right? For instance, I'm working with a client now who for the most part left the creative workflow and project management live inside whatever agency she was working with. And that led to a lot of, not necessarily IP, because she wasn't exactly happy with the way they were doing things, but it left a lot to be desired in terms of delegating timely enough and having something beyond email and Excel sheets for project management. I don't like to use email as a way of project managing and task management and updates and things like that because as a service provider like I'm not within your organization and my only the only people I communicate with are not within your organization or workspace so like I'm getting a lot of emails and I don't check my emails I have someone who right now is helping me get through that stuff it's just not a place I spend my time in where I spend my time in is in slack and is in Asana. We just moved from Notion to Asana. I love Asana. I think Asana's fine. My OBM loves Trello, but you can do a lot of things that you do in Trello and Asana. You know, just get a tool that is easy enough and say okay to tools that are easy enough, right, to do things, right? And then a lot of our, all you really need is a project management tool like Asana or Trello, a Slack channel, or some way to communicate, even if let's say you don't want Slack. I would say at least Asana 
and somewhere to share the documents because you can communicate. Like when it comes to project-based things, I like to communicate in Asana. It works for me. It does it for me. And you can communicate back and forth in there. You can comment. Things are tracked under one thing. Slack is all tricky because I like to use it more for like quicker, more like urgent things. Like, hey, do you think, or like checking out bandwidth, right? It's more of a checking in tool and like a, hey, did you see this? Or just like a quick communication tool. When you want to replicate, you know, walking up to someone's desk, if you were like, hey, this is an instance, I really like to like walk up someone's desk and ask them how their weekend went. Or, hey, did you have a chance to look at that thing real quick? Like things that you would almost necessarily pick up the phone or walk to someone's desk in, if you had like an in-person situation. I use Slack for. You wouldn't use email for that. I don't use email for urgent things. I use email more for like onboarding and offboarding, for referring people or being referred or capturing notifications and really like signing up for things. As a copywriter, I use my inbox as research, right? And so I'm not researching every day, but I am like, that's where I get my news. That's where I get, you know, like that's a place. That's a different place. That's a, that's a different, that's where I get memos. That's where I read articles. That's where I answer referral things, right? Those, that's a little mid to cold. It's not hot and existing, you know, that, that kind of vibe. So I would just say, definitely just don't do that. Like, don't ask for me to do things inside of email and don't send around documents and stuff because it's just really hard to track in there. And if you're not using those tools now for creative, then see what really works for your copywriter has process for that i promise you they have a project board and if they don't run (laughs) like if they have no way of managing your project now like if they're building it as they go especially as a retainer but you feel really confident in the way they're building stuff and it may take some learning curve to get used to but i urge that you use a project management tool anyway but once you've worked with them for let's say 90 days say like hey i absolutely love this i absolutely love this so i'm gonna have someone on my team recreate what you have going on here do you mind if we invited you to this so that this is in-house because it's gonna get really annoying if this person ever leaves or maybe this is just a project Pay attention to how this project is run. Maybe it's your OBM, maybe it's a VA. You're like, listen, we did this last time with this copywriter. We absolutely loved it. Can we have something like this? Like, can we work like that? Because it will save you a lot of headache. And let's say that copywriter leaves for whatever reason, or you leave them, you at least have a workflow that someone can follow. So I just, I find like that's super helpful. You don't need a lot to get working with a copywriter. A copywriter knows exactly how to do their job. Hey, are you enjoying Best Regards so far? Have some feedback for us? Want us to talk about a certain topic? Want to be featured? Well, go ahead right below in our show notes and we have a link. I'm pretty sure it's give feedback, get featured. (laughs) Um, And you can go ahead and leave us your reviews, your feedback, what you'd love to see more of, what you'd love to see less of and someone you'd love to have featured on the podcast. And that could easily be you, okay? Toot your own horn, all right? Be your own cheerleader. Put yourself out there. (laughs) Go ahead and let us know in the link. It's in our show notes, and we're so happy you're here. Best regards.
you know, I would just say establishing what you need a month ahead of time is really helpful because as I, someone who is actually working on growing, agency seems real crazy when I say it, but I don't want to be, and I can't be the only copywriter if I plan to have the impact that I want to have and the growth and scale that I want to have. So I'll have to hire subcontractors. So it's really important for me if I won't make this money to have a process for integrating clients and integrating us into clients' workflows and culture. But we can definitely figure that out. We can figure that out as we go along. And I will say it, it does take about 90 days. I really feel like we got this um, if you're doing retainer stuff. Now, if you're doing projects-based stuff, girl, you don't even have to worry about that because we are, most people will already have a project back and forth. It's you kind of figuring out at the start. And I would ask these questions when you're hiring a copywriter. It's like, what's your communication style? How do you go about last minute requests? How much time do you need? How often do you need to meet? What are some things that I can get ready before high? You could ask copywriters, like, what do you think would be the most helpful to get ready and have prepared before I hire a copywriter. And that may change depending on, like I said, if it's a retainer or project-based, also like the type of copy they need to write for you. So like if they're coming in to repurpose stuff, well then show me where all the original content lives. Like make sure you have that ready. People will have things to get you onboarded at least 50% of the way. And a lot of it will kind of happen as you go. And we improve those processes as we go. Like if I start to notice that someone is handing me things with a 48 hour turnaround. Well, that's on me to be like, girl, I need the 72 hours in advance. And I can't promise that I'll always have that ready. This is why you have to do your best to be ready a month ahead of time. Right? I need to know this a month ahead of time. It may feel like a little like, oh, things are feeling a little last minute when you first start because you probably had a list of things that you wanted to do. That would be my first thing. It's like, what are all the things you would love to hand off? What feels really ready to hand off? What do we know in advance? And I would ask your copywriter, like, what's the process for last minute or flexible work requests? And if they're like, oh, you know what? I really don't have one. But if you get something to me on a Monday, I can get it to you by Wednesday, depending on the project or by Friday. And if you feel good about that, you're like, all right, that's good enough. That's fair. That'll help me want to be more planned ahead of time. But if you're like, oh, no, I kind of need someone who's almost in-house feels. Well, first of all, you will have to pay in-house money. If you want to hold people's time, then you're going to have to pay them to hold their time. So you also can't expect that I'm going to pay someone $2,000 a month and I'm going to tell them on Monday I need something due tomorrow at noon. Not going to work. I have other clients. I have a fiscal responsibility to market my own things. I have my own team to manage. At $2,000 a month, I am not going to be able to give you 24-hour turnaround. At $5,000 a month, perhaps. But even then, that's a little cray-cray. So you need to just be, all I would have to say is plan as much as you can ahead of time. And when you do see things like that happening, be like, okay, well, now we know this is how long we need to have buffered and available for that person. And going forward, that's how we'll do it right so i inside my retainers i definitely have we have a flex request uh, depending on the type of content we're creating for that person we have a, like a production calendar and then we have a production board right and then there's flex requests because there's some things that we know we're definitely taking over right so for instance we have red and white right now where we're mostly doing sms and email but there are ad hoc copy needs 
And those typically uh, have a 72-hour flex request, typically have a 72-hour to like a three to five day turnaround, depending on the type of flex request it is. And right now I'm thinking about two or three or four or five more other boundaries and policies that we would love to zhuzh up and add in there. And this person has never used a project management tool before. It's kind of been a lot of email back and forth. And this is their first time using Asana and they're fucking killing it. They're doing such a great job. Even the other creative director who I actually know is really loving it because they were really honest, right? I would encourage your creative people to talk to each other without you there because they could really be like, oh, I would love for this to happen with that to happen. And that's built inside of my retainer costs. Like, you know, I tell you how much I'm willing and how much I allocate right now. Like how much of the time that we are going to allocate to calls and to planning and to check-ins. And then that is also built in there, but you know more or less how much to expect from that. Is it four hours a month? Is it three hours a month? Like, this is how much I'm willing to. And if you need to go over that, just know that that is also going to eat into the project time. When I know and when you know how much time I'm willing to allocate to a certain part of the process, I think that helps everyone feel like really good. Helps people feel really good. So those are some things you can ask your copywriter. Like if you feel like we don't have our shit together in these realms, how much on your end do you have your shit together? And how much are you willing maybe for the first 30 days that really being your job? Because that is part of it. No matter how many processes or how many systems I might have, there is some time I'm going to have to spend ramping you up and planning and maybe doing some strategy, at least on my end. Now, you may just have a copywriter who like, you're like, nah, we got the strategy down. We got the strategy down. We got the implementation down. What we need is just strictly for you to write the copy. Then you're like, okay, great. So that's exactly what we're going to need. And that's exactly what I need of someone. I don't need anyone wasting their time on building my strategy because I got a strategy. I don't need anyone wasting their time or wasting my time and money on implementing because I have an integrator and an implementer, right? I just need this. And, you know, just ask, ask people their process and don't be scared to be like, girl, like I don't have it like this. I don't have it like that. Tell me what you would do or how you could help us make your life easier and make my life easier, right? What are some of the tools you're going to use? You can ask those things up front. Don't let your hot mess flag fly because there's someone who really loves that. (laughs) who's like, oh, I can't wait to put together a process. I actually really love that because that means I can control and create the boundaries a little bit better. And I can, I mean, I don't love training people how to work, but I do like that there's sometimes some flexibility and that, okay, I'm the one, you're going to follow my process. And I know how to follow my process very well, as opposed to like, oh, now I have to figure out how to integrate into your process, which I'm totally okay with. My background is in project management and I've been an executive assistant for like literally all of my career while you know you gotta have jobs you gotta have jobs while you support your dreams so that's that is something that it comes easy to me is like figuring out how to make things work more efficiently and so you can definitely ask people that like how do you feel about project management do you have a project manager on your end and if they don't then you may have to consider maybe I need to hire a project manager on our end like if they don't have it And I'm already not paying a billion gajillion dollars (laughs) to retain them or for them to run this project. 
then typically, honestly, if someone is charging really high, then they do have a project manager, right? You can kind of tell, but ask that. Because if they don't, then you're going to need someone inside to kind of help with that project management thing. And that's when you can be like, oh, do you at least have a project management tool? And they'd be like, yeah, we do. How would you like to be included in that? Would you like to see that? So like, you're allowed to ask those questions and you're allowed to dig into that. But you don't need to have a copywriter <laughs> process or system because you're not a copywriter. And the copywriter is more than willing and would love to do that. You just let them know the communication style you need and what you're anticipating. And they can be really honest about the way they love to communicate and the way they would love to work on projects with you. And then you decide if it's a fit right? You decide if it's a fit. I hope that's helpful. And a little peek into my world and like how we doing things. I can tell you right now, we might be stressed, <laughs> but you'll never be stressed out with the way we do things. And that's because I'm just so customer obsessed and I want people to have the best experience ever. And I feel like the experience is 80% of the battle. The copywriting I got down, you don't need to worry about that. But I want to make people's lives easier. As a service provider, that's literally my job. So I don't ever have anyone worry about that. But that's just me. So hopefully those questions and those considerations really help you and calm your nerves about having a system and SOPs for a copywriter you ain't never had before. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I can't wait to talk to you on the next episode. Laters. Bye.